is also another thing that I had no idea would be coming, but in the last few months is very in my face that potentially we will become a cashless society and we're going to be controlled beyond any thought imaginable. Like, we are not free currently. We're not. Like, we, we talk about freedom of speech. In the future, we're going to be talking about freedom of thought. They're going to be able to control our thoughts and emotions and that is not something I'm comfortable with. Uh, We're going to have to look at safe spaces to think so that we can think without being watched. It's not a world that screams life. It's a world that screams control. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this very special emergency edition of Running From Comfort. In today's show, I am joined by my housemate Charlotte Sharp as we sat down a couple of days ago to discuss the crazy news that Kanye West was joining the 2020 US presidential race just when you thought 2020 could not get any crazier. We also covered some topics such as, you know, what's going on in the world, the way the media tries to control our minds, just a couple of disclaimers I would like to put out there. My housemate does not think the coronavirus is not real. Um, but she made a statement about that in the podcast. But the context of the statement was more so she doesn't know what to believe. Because right now we live in an age of information where everything is confusing. You can't trust the media. You really can't trust anyone. It's hard to find valid information. And we do discuss that a little bit in this show. And the second disclaimer is no, I do not think Kanye West will win the presidential race. But the perspective that I frame upon it is based upon if he did. And who knows, he might run again in 2024. And he could find himself potentially being the President of the United States at some point in his career. We don't know. The world is so crazy. Anything can happen. But anyways, guys, I hope you enjoy today's show. And if you do, make sure you subscribe for future episodes. Also, I just want to throw it out there. If you're not following the Facebook page, Running From Comfort, please go on and follow that page. I actually released this, the video of this podcast the day that we recorded this on the Sunday. So if you want to get the latest on everything happening with Running From Comfort, make sure you're following the Facebook page, follow the Instagram page at Running From Comfort, and also make sure you head on over to the YouTube channel. I do release a video podcast there. There is a video for this podcast. It is on both the Facebook page and the YouTube channel. That's enough talking from me, guys. I hope you enjoy today's show. Too much to take in. There's a lot to take in. I mean... All right, so... There is a lot of... Who do we start with? People in masks, breathing? Yeah, well, obviously representation of the coronavirus happening right now, you know. And we're sitting here in our own masks. Tested. We we recently got COVID tested just yesterday. Somebody at your work, a security guard, confirmed positive case. Victoria, Australia, we are the epicentre of coronavirus. Yeah, Brunswick's heading towards lockdown. Well, we don't know that. But we're one postcode away from Brunswick West that is currently in lockdown. Saved by one digit. But speaking of West, something very interesting happened (laughs) and we just had to just sit down and just record this. And that is Kanye West just tweeted that he's going to run for president in 2020. And I'll read the tweet out verbatim soon. But this just blew our minds because... So this is my housemate, Charlotte, everybody. Say hi to Charlotte. Hey, how you doing? And this is... Hey, you So she's, she's from the UK. She's pretty cool. And we have a lot of really, really cool discussions. So I thought it'd be cool to bring her on the show, Running From Comfort. And this is kind of like a bonus edition of an emergency show. And I have to go get the doorbell. Charlotte, why don't you just give a little spill about yourself while I go do that? A little spill about myself. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, I don't even know where to begin. That's a fucking tough one. Uh, nah, can't do it. Guys, basically what happened was my friend just arrived and, um, yeah, she told us if she was coming over, which is cool. So, like, you know, we're just saying yeah. hello and all that stuff. Yeah. And they're going to be our silent observers. They're going to be our audience for this live chat for this SOS Hopefully podcast. Hopefully silent observers. So, as I was saying before, I brought my housemate on Charlotte because, you know, this is my show and we're just doing a bonus emergency edition because this is big news. Kanye Shwedi is coming on to be the president. And me and Charlotte, we've been having really cool conversations. We've been talking about things like... Faith, she questions me a lot about my Christianity and why I believe what I believe. And that's been really interesting because I've been really being able to understand some of my own beliefs by actually having to verbalize them. A lot of the things I've discussed with her, I've thought about before, but I've never actually had the discussion with somebody. And she's very open to like, you know, questioning me about these things and like making me talk about these things, which has been very interesting. And we talk about things that are going on in the world and our opinions and our opinions would be seen from a conspiratorial perspective. And, but you know, it's, it's one of those really interesting things. So we have really good conversations. So I thought, you know, we're both sitting here in the living room. Charlotte's kind of drawing away. I'm just on my laptop. I'm about to edit a podcast. And then I open it up and I just see Kanye West is running for president 2020. Kanye West could be the president of the United States in 2020. Like, just think about that. Like, soak that in for a second. This is absolutely crazy. For me, I took a good amount of maybe like 10 times asking to actually believe that it was true because I kind of thought Zach was pulling my arm a bit but uh, it's interesting as well because Zach has recently made me aware that Kanye's dropped a Christian album which is not something I'd kind of considered before and then a few weeks later I find out he's running for president and I'm just shocked and then there's the news that Elon Musk supports it. And then I'm just, having followed it many conspiracies lately, it just all is blowing my mind a little bit, basically. Yeah. And just to bring people up to scratch here, you know, just a bit of a brief history. Now, I'm not all in the loop with pop culture. And to be perfectly honest, I don't pay a ton of attention to American politics. I don't try to let that stuff affect my life. Like, I feel like I'm aware of things going on. But my opinion isn't based upon somebody who pays close attention to, like, US politics. But, or pop culture. But Kanye West, I thought, was a very interesting story. Because he's a guy who, early in his career, was, like, somebody who would proclaim Jesus. You might say he's a bit of a Christian. But then, now he takes a mantelpiece of them proclaiming, proclaiming himself as Jesus. And, you know, he lives a lifestyle that, you know, from a Christian perspective, you'd say would be, like, a quite dark lifestyle. And just recently, he said he's found his way back to Christ. He's gone back to his Christian roots. He's dropped a complete Jesus album. He's renounced his old ways, which you might say is blasphemous from a Christian's perspective. You know, he was calling himself Jesus, like putting himself on the mantle as Jesus, right? The Antichrist, the opposite of what Christ represented. But now he said he's come back. God's got him. And then, you know, interesting about that album was a Christian album. It went to number one. The song Follow God was number one for a while as well. He just recently dropped that song, me and Charlotte were watching the video clip to at the beginning, Wash Us in the Blood. He dropped that a couple of days ago with Travis Scott, a song about wash us in the blood of Jesus. You know, that's the whole concept of salvation. And, you know, the Holy Spirit come down, Holy Spirit, we need your help. You know, very sound biblical stuff. And now he's just posted out this tweet. We must now realize the promise of America by trusting in God, unifying our vision and building our future. I'm running for president of United States 2020. And, you know, originally he had said he will eventually run for president since he, in 2024. And it's like it's the perfect storm. You have everything going on in America, you know, the protests, the Black Lives Matter. You've got coronavirus. It seems like it's out of control over there. 
There's lots of things going on. There's conspiracies going everywhere. And then there's other things in the world that people have forgotten about. You've got the new technologies that have been developed, you know, AI type of technology. You've got Elon Musk and guys like, I think it's Eric Schmidt is one of the co-executives of Google from like, well, one of the ex-co-executives from Google talking about how they want this brain chip by 2030 to replace human thinking. Elon Musk also talking about developing his own technology to be brain implant chips to help with a lack of cognitive ability in our brain's thought processes, you know, developing all this AI technology. And then, you know, Kanye announced his presidency and the first person to, to show support for it is Elon Musk. And they were also just recently uploaded a photo of them two together, you know, saying something like when your boy shows up and you're both in orange. So a lot of interesting stuff going on. And Charlotte, now that I've given the spill of the backdrop, yeah. I want to know your perspective. All right. Well, the biggest thing that stands out to me there is sort of media and the impact of the media and sort of the information that the widespread are being fed and maybe a bias or a certain direction that we are all supposed to follow. Potentially as well, maybe we're being distracted from something. You know, we're being fed mass, mass, mass things about coronavirus or 5G or many different things, but we're also being diverted from potentially the bigger thing. But it's also interesting because we're getting little hints about it. You talk about in the video, there's satanic imaging is like a hint towards something. Elon Musk is openly supporting Kanye West and is becoming a bigger social media presence. He's talking with Joe Rogan. He's he's getting out there and is a name that I previously hadn't known before or known much of and is now coming up in almost everyday conversation for me. Uh, I just... it's. A struggle to know what to believe at times because you get so much information from so many different sources and there's hundreds of opinions on exactly the same topic and we're all left confused and then also in a situation where we're confined it's harder to speak with different people it's harder to get any information other than what you see online because that's what we've been confined to mm -hmm. and that's the direction that it seems they want us to head in is a is a technological direction but is for me removing the beauty of life the the things that make life being able to go outside connect with people and it's all being taken away from us and now crazy political things are happening mm. and it's just all like drama. What what are we supposed to do, believe? What's the future going to be like? It's all very heavy. Mm. Very heavy for me anyway. Yeah, there's, there's a few big pills to swallow and digest there. Like there really is a lot going on in the world. And like you said, it's hard to know what's going on. The only information we have is the information we get online. And then there's also a big push to control the information that we're also able to get online and censorship of information. And, you know, there's a lot of like, you know, we're trusting the people that own these social media organizations that they have the right opinion because they're the ones that are ultimately controlling the information that's being put in front of us. Now, you can go outside of that and search for your own thing, but they're always going to try and draw you back into the sources that they want you to read to get the opinions that they want you to swallow. Yeah. I mean, you went online and how many different news articles different things we're all talking about Kanye suddenly yeah. like it's like just 
know. But the big question for me, I guess, especially now reading this, you know, 2020 has been a really wild year. And, you know, people have been saying for a long time, you know, especially, you know, from a Christian perspective, it's like, you know, the way things play out in the world, you know, it could be that we're, you know, playing out revelations and the meme that's been going around, even Joe Rogan's is sprouting it, is like, what chapter of revelation are we in now? And 2020, it's like every month it just gets crazy. Like for us in Australia, it started with bushfires in February. We start the coronavirus outbreak in March. Um, then, you know, we have the everything going on in America, the wildness, you know. Black Lives Black Matter. Black Lives Matter, you know, protests, you know, everything going on, looting, like destruction of cities, you know, they're, they're taking down statues. It's, just It's like, heartbreaking in a it's, way. Like it's civil unrest. And it must be really scary right now for people that are in the thick of it as well. Because there's just so much going on and there's so much confusion. The politics is all confusing and the media will spin a narrative any way they see fit. And there's mm. just so much happening. And then in the midst of it, now we get to July and it's like, okay, what's next? Kanye West running for president. And let that sink in. There is now a real possibility. Kanye West could be the president of the United States. That's... I, yeah. I used to think that it would be impossible Donald Trump was the president. And now... Four years later, or is it four or eight? Four years later now, yeah. <laughs> four years later. And the polls didn't pick it. You know, they were like, Hillary's going to win in a landslide. And nobody saw it coming. But that's because the media was painting that narrative. That they weren't taking into account yeah. what the opinions of people... Everything f- feels very well orchestrated as well. You know, it's, it's, this hasn't just happened out of nowhere. There, there has been a plan for this in for years I guess in progress you know all of these things what was the article you were talking about so there's this 2010 article and it was released by the Rockefeller Foundation so I don't know if you're familiar the Rockefellers are a very powerful family they're involved in a lot of big world organizations and they released this document in 2010 or something about the future of information development and technologies and about 18 pages into the article it literally describes a scenario that is exactly the coronavirus situation that's playing out in the world right now they talk about a worldwide pandemic of a disease they even talk about in this in this document about how you know it spreads it starts in china it spreads out to the rest of the world china takes extreme measures and it's able to eradicate the disease the rest of the world some follow suit some leave their countries open the countries that are left open the havoc and the carnage continues as protests as civil unrest eventually after there's so much carnage a second wave comes in the second wave's more deadlier more people die so then eventually the rest of the world takes more extreme measures such as what was seen in china and yeah. they follow suit and they conform and you can see this playing out in america right now they started with a lockdown they're going through the protests they're going through the civil unrest it's all happening and it's so weird because then A month before the outbreak of coronavirus, they had the Event 201, which was a live stream event. It was put on by, it was funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It was put on by the World Health Organization. This was all on YouTube. This was all live streamed. And it was like a mock role play scenario of what a worldwide pandemic outbreak would look like, how the world would respond, how the economy would collapse and crash. And it literally showed us exactly what is playing out in the world right now a month before it all happened. So there is this strong sense. It's like, man, like, you know... It's, there's just too many sometimes there's just too many coincidences and it, some of these things they really do look like they're planned and I'm not necessarily saying they're planned but really if you look at how things have played out and how you know it's like oh we're just predicting it but it's like man it's just there's so many questions but back to this Kanye West presidency thing I find this super super strange and super interesting as a Christian because I've got two perspectives right now and I was telling Charlotte before this was burning in my mind because I felt like I was in double think because I had two beliefs that were contradictory and I could see the perspective of both. So there's two perspectives here. One is the world is in absolute carnage right now. And let's say, let's just take Kanye West at his word. 
God turned him around. God changed him and God is doing good in his life. And maybe now God is saying, all right, I'm going to take somebody who I've changed. I'm going to make them the president of the United States and I'm going to make them do good and help fix a lot of the wrong in the world. And Kanye West has been quite political. He's been speaking out against a lot of the black problems and, you know, the incarcerations and the executions and a lot of innocent people on death row that are dying. You know, his wife, Kim Kardashian, that's what she does now. She's a lawyer. She gets people out that are wrongly accused on death row. And he speaks out about a lot of these issues, you know, and he has been political. He went and met with Donald Trump in 2018, and he was talking about a lot of these issues of the overrepresentation of black people in American prisons. So, you know, there's a lot of wrong in America that Kanye West is trying to set the table right with. So him running for president, could it be that God is actually going to use somebody to do a lot of good in the world? But then there's the other perspective, which is, look, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. I read my Bible a bit. I'm not fully versed in it, but essentially... The way the Bible describes the character of the Antichrist is somebody who looks like he's going to do good in the name of God. And it describes a situation where the whole world is in chaos. Nobody knows what to do. The world is crumbling. We don't know how to solve the world. We don't know how to fix the world. And up from the shadows comes somebody who looks like the embodiment of God, who looks like he can fix all the problems and save the world. And everybody goes, yes, this man is going to save us. And I find that so interesting because it says, you know, This person will claim to be like God, to be like Jesus. And what did Kanye do early in his career? He called himself Jesus. He put himself on the pedestal as Jesus through his musical career. That's the persona that he built up his whole career upon. And now here he is running for president, proclaiming to be a Christian and a man of faith. So I've got these two different perspectives. And both of them could be true. And I don't want to judge so early on. And maybe this is just all a bit of a show and he doesn't get elected as president. And this just all blows over. But... All this has just absolutely blown my mind. Charlotte, can you please help me out here? I got a lot of takeaways from that, really. Um, A big thing for me is power in general, in that I struggle to trust people in power because I feel like there's... Isn't it like with great... Power comes, comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. And I Check know that's Uncle so Spider-Man. cliche. <laughs> <Uncle Ben. laughs> so cliche, right? But anyway, Charlotte, continue. Um, so yeah, that's cliche, but then also uh, it, it's like, how do you know that people in power are going to remain good? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, power we, corrupts we, people. Power that's what we see. What I'm confused about is that as soon as someone gets into that position, whether or not they've changed or they're this person, are they going to continue to be that person? I've seen someone like Barack Obama, to me, has been one of the best leaders because he is so, what, maybe there's conspiracies there, I don't know, I haven't, I'm not educated in that, but his intentions seem so good and I don't get that impression from Kanye and I am only influenced by the media in that sense but also like he's there's the sex tape right yeah it's like he's is that a well, sin? Kim Kardashian. Would that be it is. It is. But are you going to judge? But then the question is: Are you going to judge somebody in their past? Everybody makes no, bad decisions. No, I'm totally not going to. And, judge that's, and that in was their his past, wife, I guess. I guess in other like, that was his wife before they were married. He's going to. from a sex tape to the thing that makes him and his wife famous to then the president of the United States, who's also Jesus, as you say, yeah. or whatever. He's going to wash us. 
can I, can I throw a perspective there? Because look, this is going back to, you know, I've got both perspectives here. So the other perspective as well is in the Bible, God would use people you would not expect. So for example, one of the biggest influences in the New Testament is Saul. He writes half of the New Testament, but Saul's story is he used, no, sorry, Paul's, he was Paul, sorry. His story was he used to be Saul. So after the time Jesus rose from the dead, Saul was going around persecuting the Christians because the Christians were saying Jesus came down, he was the son of God, and he died and rose again. And to the people that believed in God, that was pure blasphemy. They couldn't believe, one, they were like, Jesus was not God. He was being blasphemous to God and saying he was the son of God. And all the people that are proclaiming that are blasphemous. So Saul was murdering the Christians until he gets stopped on the road to Damascus. He has an encounter with Jesus, and then he's turned around. And from that moment, he's now preaching the love and grace of God and Jesus. And then it's his writings that carry on a lot of the New Testament. And then, he's, and then his writings are supported by the actual disciples of Jesus as well. But then the whole point of that story is you took some, the idea is God took somebody who was killing his people and transformed him to bring his people together. And you might say that that could be the case of Kanye. Maybe Kanye is a modern day version of Saul becoming Paul. So that's what you're comparing this to. It's like the story of the road to Damascus. And that is really interesting because I know in Christianity, it seems to be speaking to humans, humanity right now, like Mm. the present. And that's not just Christian scripture either. Like Mm. uh, Graham Hancock is talking about... The Egyptian prophecies. The Egyptian prophecies. very much mimic the Revelation prophecies. Yeah, and it's just like everything is speaking to us right now. There was 2012 was, what, the end of the Mayan calendar. It's going to be the end of the world or something mm. like that. And it's it's almost like all of these things that in previous times religious people have spoken of, like the fall of humanity, mm. like the second falling, right? Like mm. you have the... where we eat from the fruit of the tree. It's yeah. like... That was the knowledge of good and evil was our fault. Was our fault, right? And now it's always been like there's another time coming. And it's, yeah. it's like whether it's Christianity or another scripture, it's speaking to us right now. Yeah. And maybe that's what we're being led to believe or not, but it's hard to ignore all of those but things. There's always been that idea that we are fallen and there's going to come a time where that's going to be repaired. That's, that's been an idea that flows back through a lot of those sort of ancient cultures. they And they very much understood a lot of those things. Like, they very much also understood a death. There was a time of judgment as well. That was very much understood by the ancient Egyptians, which, you know, yeah. I think is quite a fascinating concept. And you've said to me before that you believe Jesus will come in your lifetime? Potentially. Potentially? Well, it's... Do you believe, could you believe that Kanye is Jesus? Or would it be... No, I don't, I don't think so, no. I don't believe that Kanye would be Jesus. I would think that if Kanye is honest and good in his intention, that it would be God is using somebody to do good in the world. And the Khan, and Kanye has denounced the Jesus lifestyle. He's denounced him putting himself on the throne as Jesus. And he's kind of said now he's more so just wanting God to use him. But at the same time... If he were to be the Antichrist, then he would proclaim to be Jesus. Which is, that's why I'm very double-minded about this. But I don't want to judge from the outset because, you know, and because, you know, you want to hope that things are good, but you want to have good discernment. That's why, you know, something like this is quite tricky and it's such a big thing. And 
my friend Mia just raised an interesting point, and I've got I've got to, I've got to take for this. So she was talking about Kanye West. I do know a little bit about the situation, but like I said, I'm not well versed in pop culture. She was explaining the the tension between Kanye and Taylor Swift, and maybe if you're listening, you might be familiar with that concept. I can see why you might say, well, you know, you should, you know, he did a bad thing. He should, you know, maybe address it. I, I'm not sure if he has addressed that yet because he has been addressing a lot of the bad things in his past life since he's been a Christian. But is it fair to judge him on that past thing? What do you think it's fair to judge him on his past, Charlotte? Um, I think it's forgive, but don't forget. You know, is that it's easy to? I agree. People can change, and we should forgive people if they are honestly repentant of their sins, and mm. you have evidence that. that that they are on a better path now, that they're choosing to do good. And it's interesting that you say he's not spoken about the, the things that he's done, or not all of them anyway. I'm not sure how many of them he has. I know he's announced a lot of his, he's announced a lot of his past life, but I'm not sure to what degree. But I, I feel like everyone has good and bad, mm. and it, it's sort of dependent on how much of one you let shine through. And I, I just don't know that personally I've seen that much good from him, but I'm so unaware of what he actually does and mm. I just get little snippets of information because yeah. likewise I'm not up to date with pop culture. I don't follow gossip. Yeah. Like I just hear little bits of information from one person and I guess I just sort of have that one thought. But there's got to be a lot of other people out there like me. Like not everyone is going to follow what Kanye does and know what to believe so yes I think he has a strong following already but then mm. I don't know how he's going to win over the rest of the population mm. and then it's sort of like that's why he's got yeah. all the media input from like Elon Musk because he's got his own following so if people that follow Elon Musk see that Elon Musk is wanting to follow Kanye then it's like oh he's got yeah. an even bigger following now but the other thing as well is it's the perfect storm. There's so much chaos in America right now. And let's be real. Joe Biden, he's like incoherent. Like that guy, from what I understand, when he's like gets up and talks, like that guy, he's, he, he like gets, he's very like gets state wrongs a lot. Like he struggles with his speech a lot. Like he looks like an old man deteriorating. And it's like this guy, is he confident to be president? And then people look at Donald Trump and it's like, there are a lot of people that don't want to vote for Donald Trump. And you just look and you put Kanye in there and it's like in the middle of all this chaos, and it's just like, well, could that actually be the perfect storm for him to become president? Which is why this is such so fascinating. But now I want to take. I'm saying it's orchestrated. Mm. Like and it doesn't it, it could sound be like orchestrated. A it could be. Or- and if it is orchestrated, then that would probably play into the Bible because the Bible would suggest that in the time of the Antichrist, all these events so that unfold this is where are your orchestrated. Double belief is because yeah. whether it's the Antichrist putting him there and telling you. Oh yeah, he's the light that's going to save you. Because the but Bible really, says, his intentions yeah. are not good. Yeah, and did you know that intro of that song washes in the blood, right? The intro to the song was a preacher reading out a verse, which says, "The devil roams the earth like a roaring lion, seeking who he can devour." And the other way the Bible describes the devil is that he comes disguised as an angel of light, and it always says, "Beware of the false prophets. Beware of the." Beware of the wolves in sheep's clothing. And could Kanye be that? And if you look at his past, you could very much see a side where it's like, yeah, maybe he is that. And maybe this whole conversion to Christianity is just a big play 
to get attention, to look like the good guy so that he can secure himself a position of power when in reality this was all orchestrated. And this perfect storm that just looks like it's all coincidental has just been masterfully played out so that they put the right puppet in, being Kanye West, at the right moment. Puppet being the And the interesting word. thing, you know, the, there was a photo of Kanye West and Elon Musk they put out the other day. Elon Musk giving Kanye his full support for the 2020 presidency. Elon Musk is developing the brain chip technology. And the brain chip technology very much mimics what the Bible describes to be the mark of the beast. What you need to be a part of society. The chip will either be in the right arm or the forehead. And you're talking about microchips. You're talking about a cashless society with Bitcoin. And the Bible says the mark of the beast. You'll need it to trade. You'll need it to buy food. You'll need it to go places. The Bible describes this. And very much what the Bible describes sounds like a microchip. And Elon Musk giving Kanye's full support. Also developing that technology with his company Neuralink. Being an advocate for this idea that we need to merge with AI. Because if we don't, AI will take over us. Because it's being developed and we can't stop it. So this is the global reset that we're talking about. And is also another thing that I had no idea would be coming, but in the last few months is very in my face that potentially we will become a cashless society and we're going to be controlled beyond any thought imaginable. Like, we are not free currently. We're not. Like, we, we talk about freedom of speech. In the future, we're going to be talking about freedom of thought. They're going to be able to control our thoughts and emotions and that is not something I'm comfortable with. Uh, We're going to have to look at safe spaces to think so that we can think without being watched. It's not a world that screams life. It's a world that screams control Mm -hmm. and abuse of power. It's like... And this isn't conspiracy. Like, this is the actual technology that we're going towards. And this is what... If you actually just read some of the stuff they put out, like the UN Agenda... 2030, if you just read some of this stuff that the people in power are talking about, like, this is stuff that's coming. It's it's on our doorstep, you know? And do we have control over that? Can, can we do something about it? Or is it way out of our control because it has been planned and we are just sort of more pawn pieces in the, in the, in the game? I don't know. But that's why it's important, I suppose, even just us having this conversation here because we're actually talking about it because a lot of these things they're happening in the world and they're happening not behind the scenes because none of this stuff is hidden right it's not conspiracy none of this stuff is hidden but it's happening behind the scenes because it's not in the public eye people aren't trying to think about this or focus on this they're trying to ignore it at all costs and by us actually sitting here and having a conversation about this it's raising the awareness I would say that the mass of people are just scared in general Mm. because we're we've got we're in new territory now. Like no one knows this world, especially no one that's been alive to to date. In a in a world where we can't be free to do what we would like to do, um, so we don't know how to react to that in general. And if people are telling us, oh, we can't go outside, you talk about this. The extreme regimes is happening in Australia now. Mm. 3, they just locked down 3,000 people in the housing sector. They just sent a bunch of police there and just put them on. Could you imagine? That is Could you scary, imagine being right? in that housing That's commission? Scary. How scary that would be! And all I can think about is it's a play on 
let's get the control on the lower end of society first. But don't but expect that control. You know, when they show they can put that control over that side of society, they will then try to use that level of control on us. Yeah, well, you you say it's like the poorer people that are now being controlled, which is interesting for one thing, because they, I suppose, are the most vulnerable in Mm -hmm. society. The the easiest to succumb to whatever initiative is the government wants to put in place. You know, they have got no other option. They've got no other option because they they haven't they can't afford they can't run away they can't. You can walk past the camera if you want. (laughs) I really need to pay. Yeah, being scared in general. I see it in almost every day now because I work in the city. The city is at 5% occupancy, so it's gone from this hustle bustle, like non-stop people everywhere, to apocalyptic almost. Mm. It's like there is no one around. You, You don't even have to look to cross the road at the moment because there's just that little movement. And then people come in for the first time in three, four months, a a place that used to be their everyday, their norm, and they come in and they're scared to touch things, they're scared to be around other people, they they don't Mm -hmm. really know how to behave. And I'm seeing that not just in one person, I'm seeing that in a lot of people. There's difference. There's people that don't really care so much and maybe that attitude is harming those that do care because they're not looking out for the greater good. But who actually knows what the greater good is anyway? Because Ooh. we don't even know that coronavirus is r- real. Like that's a, Oh, we're about to get banned off of YouTube for you saying that. <laughs> that's actually true. If you, if you make that statement in a video, you could get banned from YouTube. I'm sorry. I'll leave well, you but it's just up to interpretation because that information is out there like yeah i'm not gonna start saying it is this or it isn't that but like we we are being told different things by different people and and the narrative is always contradicting the narrative is always contradicting that's why people don't know what to do that's why people are scared people are very confused and don't be surprised if the media is not trying to control our thoughts and confuse us so they can actually see how we respond and we've already shown that because in a matter of weeks, we went from you need to stay at home at all costs mm-hmm. because this virus is a very dangerous pandemic to it is safe for 40,000 people to congregate and protest in the streets. And I'm not advocating for either side, but We're I'm saying how do you, safe, how do you go from you're only safe at home to 40,000 people congregating in the streets protesting? I don't know. And, and this is where you look at the government incentives and my boss is crazy about this, specifically... Daniel Andrews and the way that he has led this Get on the beers. states <laughs> reco- this state through coronavirus because he there's he's been fining people for going on a driving lesson in their own car not getting out he's been fining individuals for going fishing like they're only going to give an, a virus to themselves but then forty thousand people can congregate in the city. And not a single person gets a fine. Mm-hmm. Like, not even not even an inkling that if you go to this, you're going to get fined because this is breaching the current, like, restrictions during this pandemic. There's none of that. Mm. He's also... Then you've got the drama with people that have been in hotel quarantine. Like, I think they're allowed to just go for walks or whatever. If they refuse testing, no worries, just go back out into the community and spread the germs. Like, other states had 
a 10 day rule. If you don't, if you refuse testing, you have to stay in quarantine for another 10 days. Daniel Andrews didn't do that. He also didn't use the army like he was allowed to do. He used private security and that didn't end well. Like, I'm just astounded by what is happening in the world. Mm. And then also just what the people in power, the way they're behaving. It just, I'm struggling to know that the people in power want what is best for people like me. I think they just want, they're almost looking too far into the future in that maybe they've realized we need to focus on the survival of our species rather than the survival of individuals, Mm -hmm. which I do believe is a good way to think. But potentially the way that it is being handled is that fuck the earth, like we're destroying it anyway. Let's just look into technology and removing the things that give us human life and just keep this sentience alive through other means. Well, that's what they want to do with AI. And I sometimes wonder if maybe this idea of the Antichrist, this saviour that we have to look up to to save humanity, does play out to be like the Antichrist because it's like we're trying to create the better version of humanity by merging with machines. And that's what Elon Musk has openly said that they're trying to do. That's what he's about. He's trying to do that himself, and he's not alone. All these tech, all these people are high up in the technology positions. They're doing that, and they're also going to want to try to do that to us as well. But I don't think they want to do that to us to enhance us. They're going to sell it to us like they want to enhance us, but they want to do it to control us. Okay. For me, there is a massive problem in society in that the dreamers are... Defined as crazy in a way. I'm going to talk about the stoned ape theory in that we gained our cognitive thoughts from the use of psychedelic mushrooms. I don't know whether I believe it or not, but it's also an interesting thought because potentially we gained our ability to think like this, our ability to create, to draw, to whatever, through things that were on the earth already, like natural given things gave us this sentience and if we talk about psychedelics they send us to another dimension Mm. and potentially that is the future of humanity like is is another dimension that is way beyond our capabilities of thinking or our comprehension right now because there are so many people that are unable to think like that because we're confined to what society tells us Mm, is acceptable. A very limited perspective A very limited perspective on life. Alcohol and tobacco and antidepressants. They're the legal things. They're the ones that only have a certain way of thinking. And then the the psychedelics, the the psilocybin mushrooms, the LSD, the... All of those things, they're bad, yet they is there proof of harm ability. from those things? Well, here's I don't... Mushrooms I find interesting because they grow on the ground and they give profound experiences. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily consider them good nor bad. I think that they are they definitely have In ways that they deliver a mention. World, why would natural things be considered a sin? Like I don't know. But I guess, I, guess it, I guess it depends on the context that they're used for. 
and why they're used yeah. and when they're and used. And I think there there is definitely abuse of substances like which this, we see in the world. Is, and they and true, they push the substances that we that abuse. arises because of society's like the way it shuns it. If society didn't shun drug users dreamers if it didn't shun people like that they wouldn't feel so ashamed they wouldn't they wouldn't lock themselves away and just repeatedly make themselves feel like this they would be open about it and they wouldn't have the the stress from it they would have acceptance and you look at countries where drugs have become legal and isn't it just dramatic changes in that whereas i think in switzerland Rather than going to prison, you go to rehabilitation. Which makes more sense. Which makes more sense because these people are not criminals. No. They're just sick because they've lost control. Mm -hmm. It's so easily done. You just become addicted to a substance and you lose all of your control over just your own thoughts because you're driven by only one thing. And for that, you don't need to be locked in a cell and told that you're a bad person you need help, you need support, you mm-hmm. need people to come and tell Preach. you that you're not crazy just to put an arm around you and be like, yeah, all right, you went through all of that thing, but it doesn't have to be like this forever. You know, you can break away from it. And we don't see that in society. It's just, it, it's, I hate it, to be honest. <laughs> I hate it. I don't, I'm not hey, in agreement. Can I frame a perspective here? I know we got stuck on a tangent, but here's a perspective. You ever been drunk before? Because being drunk... It's just another high. But we just have a different word for it because alcohol is legal. So being drunk, in a way, is acceptable. So if you've been drunk, you've it been high. Be. It's just a different high. Yeah. Yeah, but and in fact, is not a high because alcohol is a depressant. So it just begs the question of why is alcohol a destructive drug at that? You know, we look at domestic violence. We look at rowdy behavior. We look at incoherence people that just can't even talk or walk or but don't smoke a joint decisions. and eat a grilled cheese sandwich yeah no no you're gonna cause so much harm <laughs> to the world if you do that like i just it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense the world doesn't make sense and we're Charlotte. all scared into believing that what we're told is the right way to live you know i think i saw something that was like good people disobey bad laws because like there are bad laws in this world there are plenty of them why is weed illegal (laughs) but look i think we've had a really interesting discussion it's we've we've dived into a lot of topics but just to bring it back to the core topic just for one more time something i did earlier was i text my church group so i go to church and i text my church group and i said guys did you see that kanye west just ran for president 2020 and i just want to look at the responses here because i did see a few of these before because I just want to get this perspective. Somebody said he always was, lol. Well, he did say he was going to run 2024, but now he's running for 2020. Someone else said four years ago, the man had a dream. Someone else said, lol, trusty pop culture updates. One of my friends just said, Kanye gets my vote. And I was committed to his winning. I brought Ye for President T in 2016 from somebody else. So the people wow. in my church group are in agreement. And I think that's interesting. You know, and Kanye, look... Recently in the See, media, this is where I talk about like you and I being thinkers, and there's a difference in people who are believers that are just blind believers, and people that have genuinely thought about their faith, and mm. and it means a lot more to those people. And I, I kind of 
when you say church group, I don't know if I'm being stereotypical, but to me sounds like people that not necessarily who are deep thinkers and have thought about their faith wholeheartedly and that they just have been told a way to believe and that's how they believe it. And I worry that people like that are the people that will believe in Kanye, as we've seen here, and will just blindly follow someone who could potentially be the Antichrist as your <laughs> as your little double <laughs> doubt thing is happening. But like Double it, think. Double think. If anyone's yeah. read the book 1984, what the world described in 1984, we live in something very similar to that, guys. If you've read that book, you know. But as well as that, if you've read the Bible and you understand end-time prophecy, man, we could be living in that right now. It looks like we are. The Bible basically has laid out the whole playbook for us. And I want to say, you know, we've, we've spoke about a lot of conspiracies and maybe some things that look negative, but in a positive light, I'm about to just speak my faith very confidently and with authority. Jesus Christ did die for us and we can accept his suffering as the gift for our forgiveness and our repentance and that we can be with God for eternity and that's the promise of God so we don't need to worry about the craziness in the world because God is going to shield us and protect us and he's also going to give us a new life when he sets up his new kingdom that is my wholehearted belief Charlotte might not necessarily fully agree with that she agrees with me on some points but um, look, very, I just wanted to say that nice because, but for me that's the positive spin on all of this the fact that we might be living in revelations should actually be comfort for those who believe because we now can see that God's word is truth because he told us what's going to happen and it's happening. It's unfolding in front of our eyes. And that gives us comfort knowing that because we've accepted God, he's promised us that a gift of eternal life. If we choose to accept that and anybody listening can accept that for themselves. I know I just preach it, you guys, but I just didn't want to end this on a negative note. So I want to know that anybody who might be feeling scared about some of the things happening in the world you don't have to be you can trust god if you want to that's what that's how i that's what i had to get out there charlotte do you have anything else to say before we wrap this up uh not not really no like i I think that's a beautiful piece i personally struggle to believe that maybe we are going to be saved from this I, i i don't know whether humanity has a watcher and has someone looking after us i I don't know. It's a very, very tough question for me to answer. Uh, but also, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of just comings together. Everything's all, everything's all pointing towards a certain type of destruction or a, a, a time where we are going to get judged whether that be religious or just because of the way that society is being run at the moment, I don't know. But uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how everything unfolds and just to see where beliefs are best placed is a really, really interesting time in our lives. I'm I'm astounded by everything. I'm shocked. Mm. No, and that's how it is. Guys... I want to thank Charlotte so much. This is her first time recording like a real podcast. And I think she's been absolutely great. And I reckon you guys will probably agree with me. So I'm just going to give Charlotte a little clap here. She's been very brave. Um, We did do like a little test podcast just on a random night we had at the house. We were just all hanging out. We did a conversation. I was kept on telling you need to project your voice. Charlotte, I've been watching the audio levels. 
You've been projecting your voice, right? You spoke bravery with confidence. I feel like she's a natural. She has told me in confidence that she might want to be a podcast one day, one day, guys. So if you're listening at the very end of this show, one, I want to thank you for making it to the very end. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes. I'm definitely having Charlotte on this show again, guys. 100%. She's my roommate. So if you guys enjoyed this... Housemate, sorry, there is a difference. There is a distinction, sorry. It's just my English sometimes a bit poor. Aussie mate. But look, what I want to say here, guys, is thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes. If you enjoyed this, make sure you drop a comment. If there's something that you want us to address, because, you know, as she is my housemate, we can do this quite frequently. So if there's a topic you want us to address, ask the questions in the comments, and we we will do that. Make sure you like this. If you've enjoyed this conversation, share it with other people. And, yeah, guys... That was amazing. That That was was incredible. Let's do it again sometime. Let's do it again.